Hello, y'all. Welcome back to another edition of the NFL Heads Podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing all of the Week 3 matchups. My name is Josh Shep, and I'm here with Sid Cagliani. And we are going to start with Thursday Night Football, Carolina Panthers versus Houston Texans. Now, Tyrod Taylor, of course, last week was uh, injured. We don't know the full injury details, but he will be out for a few weeks. He's on IR which means that third-round pick Davis Mills is going to be starting. So, Sid, who do you got in this matchup? Well, Panthers by a long shot. This match would definitely be closer if Tyrod was in it, but he's out. I don't see uh, Davis Mills doing anything that well. He probably gets, like, one touchdown and around two interceptions. Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey have been really good uh, on the Panthers' offense. I expect them to continue that this week, and I expect it to just, just be a blowout. Just a straight blowout. I I don't know whether I would go as much blowout territory. Keep in mind, Davis Mills was a third-round pick, um, even though he's still very, very new to the league. And Sam Darnold does have a rough history, so... It's possible these two games are a fluke, so I'd put it at a lot closer. But I do also have the Panthers. Um, even even with how strong the Texans have been playing, that's just a, that's still a really big drop-off from Tyrod to Davis Mills. And the Panthers' defense has been playing amazing. The Panthers' offense has been at least moving the ball efficiently, if not also playing amazing. So I agree. Panthers win. Moving on, we've got the L.A. Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs did fall last week to the Baltimore Ravens after Clyde Edwards-Alaire had an uncharacteristic fumble. They lost in the game. But will the Chiefs bounce back against these Chargers? That's very difficult for me to say because we know the offense is there. The only problem is the defense. They gave up 36 points last week to the Ravens, and that's always been their problem. And this this Charger offense isn't one to be taken lightly, but I don't think it's that high-powered to be compared to that of, let's say, the like the Ravens or the Bucks. So I do believe they bounce back. I actually expect Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to have a breakout game mm, this time. Really? Yes. After that fumble, I think he... Picks himself back up and has 100-plus yards on the ground. And that, that might be true, especially because of how well uh, the Dallas running backs played against the Chargers' defense. So that might contribute to it a lot. Yeah. All right, next up, we've got the Cardinals and the Jaguars. And uh, I wrote on the picks column on the horizon that this is the second-best team in the league against the second-worst team in the league. So this is going to be really, really rough for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence has been struggling all year so far, and Arizona is the wrong place for him to go if he wants to get get back up on his feet and start playing well. I think it's going to be another week of just poor play. I'm like 38-10 territory here for this game. It's going to be a blowout. I definitely think I'm with you around the scoring guideline. Jack uh Trevor Lawrence has been having problems with defenses and this Arizona Cardinals defense is definitely I would say one of uh the better teams that they've faced in the past 3 weeks. They did give up a lot to the Vikings so it should be acknowledged. That is true, but I I don't think they give up that many points up to Trevor Lawrence. Definitely not. 
I think the Arizona offense continues to thrive. Kyler Murray, still an early MVP pick. I, I think he continues that offense. I don't see the Jacksonville defense stopping him. I uh, agree with you around the 38-10 to 10 win for the Cardinals. And I think this is either going to be a big breakout game for J.J. Watt or another big breakout game for Chandler Jones because this offensive line is not very good. And they ha- the Cardinals have two amazing playmakers on that defensive line. I so Yeah, I yeah. expect someone on the defense to have an amazing game. Yeah, so those are the players to watch on that matchup. And next up... We've got the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns, and this week Justin Fields will be making his first start in place of Andy Dalton, and I know Sid's really excited about that. I'm a little less excited because of what we saw in week two from the limited time he had and how well the Browns have been playing, but Sid, what makes you excited to see this matchup? Um, well, me being a Broncos fan, I was kind of upset when we took Pat Sertan over Justin Fields because he was one of my favorite players at OSU. And um, I know this match isn't going to be a best, one of the best matches for him because he's going up against the Browns' defense, who, which is one of the better defenses in the league. And for the Browns' offense, they, they haven't looked that bad, that bad for the past couple of weeks. Oh, it looked amazing. Yeah, but I... I expect this to be a close matchup because I think the Bears' defense is going to step up and start looking like the Bears' defense of the past because past two weeks, they haven't looked like that. So are you picking the Bears for this game? Yes, I am. Whoa! So this is kind of our surprise pick of the week, I would say. Um, I'm I'm going still with the Browns. Last week, Baker Mayfield went 19 of 21. He had one incomplete pass and one interception. He's on fire, and he doesn't even have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. That is true. And the Bears' offense has been, I mean, just very slow-paced. It's still slow-paced with Fields, even if he's doing a lot more on the ground than Andy Dalton can. But... I agree with Sid. There is something to be said about the fact that a lot of people want Justin Fields and like Justin Fields. Um, when I was a Falcons fan and I, we were in that draft, I was it was kind of at the end of my fandom, but I wanted so bad for them to get Justin Fields when it came to that fourth pick, and I was so disappointed when they grabbed Kyle Pitts instead. So, there, I mean, there definitely is an attraction there to to Justin Fields that is important, but... I mean, it should still be the Browns in this game. I mean, this is Justin Fields' first start. None of the rookies have won in their first start. So, yep. Anyways, we next up, we got the Washington football team and the Buffalo Bills. And this should just be an easy win for the Bills. Even though the Washington defense has been stout, the Bills' offense was roaring last week. They put up 35 points on the Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't put up any points on them. Josh Allen is a much superior quarterback to Taylor Heineke. Uh, Sid, what do you think of this matchup? I think if this game is ever going to be in favor of the Washington football team, it's got to be on the Washington offense. Taylor Heineke, Terry McLaurin, they have to lead that team. They have to score points because you can't, you can't expect Josh Allen and that Bills offense to not score any. They are a very high-powered offense. And if they have another off week like they did in week one against Washington, then it's 
maybe it's time to take the Bills a little less seriously, and I won't have them as my Super Bowl contender anymore, but I think the Bills keep doing what they're doing and score a lot of points on the football team and don't give up a lot of points. Yes. All right, next up. We've got the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Last week, Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles on the same hit. He is, a, he is not a durable quarterback at all. Um, but they've got Jacob Eason subbing in as their quarterback. And back, at, I, back when I was writing for NFL Draft Diamonds, I wrote so many pieces about Jacob Eason. I love this kid. I think he's one of the most underrated players coming out of the 2019 draft. That being said, the Colts stink. The Titans have Derrick Henry. I think this will be an easy one for the Titans, and Jacob Eason will show something that we can be excited about. He's sort of a Eason, sort of a strong arm passer, not very mobile, but just an, an incredible arm, fairly accurate. So. Sid, what are you thinking about this matchup? I don't exactly disagree with you on Jacob Eason. I do think he has the potential to be an amazing quarterback. The only problem is, how are you going to stop Derrick Henry? Well, the Colts have shown their defensive skill, not necessarily in this season, but they've shown that it's there. Last season, they had one of the top defenses in the league. But um, I think this year, stopping Derrick Henry... Is, is just not going to be an option for them. Um, the, uh, the Titans' week one opponent was able to do it really well. Um, I'm blanking on who it was right now. But the Cardinals? I believe it was Yes, the yes, it was the Cardinals. They were able to stuff Derrick Henry really well, but the Colts are not on the same level as the Cardinals right yeah. now, not even close. And even if Derrick Henry seems to have an off game, I expect the passing game of the Titans to just take out the Indianapolis Colts' defense. Well... I, I've been very much on the side of um, Derrick Henry has been a compliment to the passing game until now because of that week one game. Because I feel like when, Ryan Tan- when Derrick Henry has a good game, then Ryan Tannehill has a good game. I could see that. They're not it, – it's not – Derrick Henry's running ability isn't what's making Ryan Tannehill's play good plays go up but the two do seem synonymous if that makes sense yes but um this should still be a very easy win for the titans agreed so next up we've got the new orleans saints and the new england patriots last week the saints looked much more like we expected them to against the um against the carolina panthers it um in one of the more surprising wins of week two so I do have the Patriots in this game. Mac Jones has been a very good game manager, uh, or maybe a little more than a game manager, but mostly just a game manager, while Damian Harris and James White have established a good running game. And I feel like the Saints are kind of all over the place right now. They don't know whether they're a good or a bad team. Their quarterback doesn't know whether he's good or bad. So the, the Patriots are definitely the safer pick, but New, New Orleans could have one of those just games that they pull out of nowhere and beat the Patriots like 28-6 for all we know. But uh, who do you have? For me, it comes down to which quarterback is better, Mac Jones or Jameis Winston. And for this matchup, I have Mac Jones. Mm. I actually have him as having one of those normal Alabama-type games. He has three-plus touchdowns, 300 yards on mm. the Saints defense. I know that seems like a 
a, a bit of a push, but I expect him to, ha- to, to finally show why the Patriots drafted him. Well, I think the Patriots drafted him just to fool everyone because everyone's like, ah, oh, they won't draft a quarterback. They don't draft quarterbacks. And Belichick's like, <laughs> like it's, it's almost like Belichick goes out of his way just to like just to say screw you to what everyone says and make it work. But I don't think he's going to make it work by making Mac Jones a passing menace especially with how Damian Harris and James White are playing. So I feel like this will be a lot of rushing yards for the Patriots, uh, not a lot of points, maybe like a 18-12 game. But I do think the Patriots will pull out the win on this one. Agreed. Next up, we got the Falcons and the Giants. I had a lot of internal struggle when picking this game. Same. These teams are both really horrible, so the goal is to pick out which one is worse. And I think... Oh, when it comes down to it, outside of the quarterback, these teams are very similar. Maybe the Giants' defense is a little better, but the Falcons' offense is also a little better without the, like, if you take away the quarterbacks, just looking at their skill position players and their offensive line. And in the end, this one will come down to the quarterbacks. And if someone asks you whether you would have Matt Ryan or Daniel Jones. I'm pretty sure nine out of ten people would still say Matt Ryan. So I do have the Falcons in this game. Narrow margin, boring game, but Falcons win. I definitely agree. This is the dumpster game of the week. But I have the Giants in this one because they they looked pretty good against Washington, even though it was Washington. I, I, I think Daniel Jones improves on that matchup. The entire team overall improves, and Saquon starts... I think he starts now to look Mm. like Saquon again instead of just injured Saquon. Yeah, I think Saquon's going to stick with having lead blocks tied to his shoes. Um, I think he's had a little too many injuries to bounce back from, unfortunately. I mean, it is really sad because of how well Saquon played in his rookie year, but I I think he's done. I think we've seen all that we're going to see out of him. And I think the Falcons' offense, again... Is going to beat this Giants defense and this Giants offense. And it'll be a close game, probably 17-16, somewhere around there. But I have Falcons win. All right. right. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, The Steelers do have quarterback concerns. Ben Roethlisberger has been limited in practice with an injury. But anytime any quarterback is questionable, I tend to think that they're going to play. Um, especially if it's Big Ben because he's been pretty, not durable as far as injuries, but he has decided to play through a lot of injuries. So in Bengals-Steelers, I am confidently picking the Steelers. I don't think the Bengals are a especially good team right now, and I think the Steelers' offense is passable and their defense is incredible, which means that they're at least going to win games, and this should be one of the ones that they win pretty easily. I definitely think the injuries on the Steelers side with Big Ben and TJ Watt, uh, that that, that definitely questions, it puts a question in my mind of whether the Steelers pull out a win. But I still think even if they don't play that much, the Steelers overall have a much better team than the Bengals. And I'm taking the Steelers on this one just just through how well their team overall is. Yeah, this should 
I mean, this should be a pretty easy win for the Steelers. I could see the Bengals having another surprise game. Not not like, I guess week one was kind of a surprise game, but another game like that. Mm-hmm. But Steelers are definitely the more likely pick. So next up, we've got Ravens and the the Lions. Sorry. Um, I have the Ravens by a landslide in this game. This shouldn't be close. The Ravens just beat the freaking Chiefs. Um, yeah, I frankly I don't have more to say about this game. This should I be easy. I mean, Monday night game, Lions, Packers. At halftime, this game seemed to get really interesting. And then the second half went by, and the Lions didn't score a single point. They lost 35-17, and then they just started to look like the Lions. I also have the Ravens in a landslide. Uh, I expect Hollywood Brown to have a similar game like he did against the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson goes off again, 200 passing yards, 100 rushing yards. Yeah, I'm not so sure about Lamar going off, uh, especially with what we saw last week. With He had a few really bad throws, including one pick and a pick six. But, I mean, he could have a good game. I, it is the Lions defense. Okay. Okay, actually, I can see that, yeah. Lamar, <laughs> Lamar should have a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got the Broncos and the Jets. Zach Wilson is my boy. I have put all of my eggs in one basket for Zach Wilson. But, man, he was horrible he, last he week. He was very bad against the Patriots. Oh, my goodness. That was heartbreaking. No touchdowns, four picks. Just a, a really embarrassing performance. Even with his offensive line playing so badly, I mean, he Zach Wilson should not be throwing four interceptions. Luckily, it's very early in Zach Wilson's career. He has time to learn, time to improve, but it won't be against this Broncos defense. Broncos have been playing very strong on both sides of the ball, and the Jets have had their defensive moments but really haven't had any offensive moments. So I do have the Broncos in this game. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to throw four picks, maybe two in uh, this game instead, uh, probably one touchdown. I, I understand he didn't have Makai Becton and uh, who, starting to think they had one other injury to the offense. I understand. I think they did. I, I Pretty sure they did. He didn't have his weapons on offense, but I don't think that's going to matter that much against this Broncos defense. Teddy Bridgewater is keeping that hope up for him as the number one QB in Denver. You I like Teddy Bridgewater really this like year. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he, he's looking very good, has had no turnovers this season. Very proud of him for wow. that. I expect the Broncos to have a similar game to the Jaguars. Um, to the Jaguars? A similar type of game against what oh, they had to, against the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. A clean game most of the time. Maybe they have their off moments, but generally it's Broncos. Uh, yeah. I mean, this game's an easy one to pick. Definitely. Um, I know I said this last week with the Patriots, but maybe this is a sneaky surprise game by the Jets if they pull it all together. I, I'm just throwing that out there as a possibility. I mean, anything could happen. And Zach Wilson is going to one day be a great quarterback and will have great games. I mean, But there, it seems unlikely. <laughs> I mean, there have been great quarterbacks who have had terrible rookie seasons. Peyton then, Manning. Peyton Manning went 3-13 and in his rookie season. And we'd all know how he ended up. Yeah. So maybe it's just, it's just time he has to learn of... Well, how the NFL works. Yeah, maybe everyone calm down on the Zach Wilson hate. Yeah. It, I mean, he was amazing in college. Yeah. All right, moving on. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins. The Las Vegas Raiders are a white-hot team this year. They are 
They beat the Ravens last week, or no, two weeks ago, excuse me. No, yeah, two weeks ago, and they looked amazing. They beat the Steelers, and they looked amazing. Um, Derek Carr is at a level now where he's elevating the players around him rather than just being a game manager, which I think is a really important milestone that Carr has hit that he hasn't hit in the past. The Dolphins are going to be without Tua Tungavailoa in this game. They are going to have Jacoby Brissett, the former Colts and Patriots quarterback, under center. And Brissett's kind of the new um, Ryan Fitzpatrick in this league. He's a good locker room guy, bouncing from team to team, has a couple good games, mostly there just as a staple uh, for an injured quarterback or for a transition between quarterbacks. So this should be a pretty easy win by the Raiders. And I really, I'm really surprised with how the Raiders are playing, really pleasantly surprised they're playing fun po- football. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, after I heard that Tua wasn't going to play, I definitely said this is this is the Raiders game to win. They're, they're uh, on top of the AFC West, which you never really hear that much. <laughs> And I expect that Derek Carr and the offense, they've been going off. I, I did not expect them to be this good. I, uh, they're going to continue against this Dolphins team. I have them in a landslide. One fair question to ask, though, is, is the drop-off from Tua to Jacoby Brissett really that big right now? I mean, Jacoby Brissett has had his moments. I think we're discrediting him a lot, but... I, I, I think it's fairly low. I, I think that the drop-off from Tua is going to be pretty bad. Uh, I tend to think that it's not. I think their ceilings, I think Tua's ceiling is much higher. But where they are right now, I don't see too much of a difference. I know he had a really bad game against the Bills. I think that was just the Bills playing really absurdly well. I don't think that the Raiders' defense is quite on the same level of the Bills, although it's close. So the Dolphins might have a... They might have a little bit of an easier time against the Raiders. If that means 16 points against zero, I'm sure they'll be happy to take that. But I don't think there's too big a difference between Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tungavailoa right now. But Possibly. Yeah, agree to disagree, I guess. Yeah. Next up... This game is probably the most anticipated game of week one, at least for me, and that is Buccaneers at Rams. Same. Two years ago, we had this exact same game. The Rams were going ridiculously berserk on offense. The Buccaneers came in their building, beat them, I think it was like 55 to 49, and we're looking at a similar type of game this week with the Rams and the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are this really, really crazy good Super Bowl team and the Rams are going to come in their building and I think that the Bucks are going to hold them back again I think this is going to be a really really high scoring game and Tom Brady is going to have another amazing game he's had an amazing season so far and Tampa Bay is just gonna is just gonna wipe them for me it's the Bucks offense versus the Rams defense that's the matchup we're looking at because we all know how dangerous Tom Brady is in that offense, but also the Rams defense, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, top players at their position. They gave up 24 points to the Colts. I, they did, but I expect them to be at the top of their level. I have Rams in this matchup. Interesting. 
I do think the Rams will put up a good fight. Matthew Stafford is playing really well this year. Definitely. Um, his deep ball is just... He's always had a good deep ball. Yeah, he always has, but he hasn't really had good people catching it, if you exclude Calvin Johnson, which, I I mean, it's fair to since it was the Lions. That's true. Um, and Stafford's connecting really well with Cooper Cup, even better than Jared Goff did, and they were friends, I think. But yeah. I... It's it's Tom Brady, man. I, I, I know you should <laughs> never go against Tom Brady, but I'm going against Tom Brady in this match. That's bad luck right there Probably. if I ever heard it. But this will be a fun game for sure. Definitely. All right. We're coming up on the last kind of stretch of games. We've got the Seahawks and the Vikings. I will not be picking the Vikings until they close out a game this year. I don't care if they're facing the New York Jets. If they cannot close out a football game, I will not pick the Vikings. I was surprised they scored 33 points and against the Cardinals, and that game was close. <laughs> and then they shanked the field goal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Vikings kickers are so horrible. It's, it's, I mean, they've had this issue for like 10 years. How hard is it to find a kicker? Uh, definitely. I have the Seahawks in this one also. I, ac- I, I actually think DK Metcalf, who we haven't really heard about a lot this year, I actually think he's going to have a breakout game against the Vikings. And Tyler Lockett is going to take a backseat on this one. Russell Uh, Wilson's still going to be Russell Wilson, throwing them deep balls and just popping off as usual. I I have uh, Seahawks in this one. I don't know. I think Tyler Lockett's having a breakout season, even though he's already had good seasons before. I think this is kind of his all-pro season. I think Tyler Lockett's going to go off again. Both him and DK Metcalf, Metcalf could have a good game against this defense. I think I think the Jets could have a good game against this defense, but it's a lot of teams could have a good game against this defense. All of them could. Um, if Trevor Lawrence wants to start getting better, he should face the Vikings. But I the the Vikings could score seventy six points offensively, and I would be confident that the other team is going to score seventy seven. I mean, Kirk Cousins cannot close out a game. I mean, this, this, this defense just cannot compete with anyone. Anyway, next up, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers are facing off. This should be an easy win for the Packers. I think the 49ers have gotten really lucky. Um, so what do you think? Uh, the Packers looked like the Packers on Monday night. Aaron Rodgers is now back to his form. I expect this to be an easy game for the Packers. Yeah, I'm... I don't have too much more to say about this. The 49ers keep getting injured, and Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been playing too well either. So, I mean, we'll see. Anything could, any, anything could happen. Surprises happen all the time. But I would definitely lean Green Bay in this matchup by a, a heavy, heavy margin. Definitely. So, our Monday night game, Philadelphia and Dallas. I am picking Dallas decisively. I think even though they played sloppy football last week, they have a lot of room to improve. Um, and I, I just think Philadelphia is kind of a fake team. They scored a lot of points on the Falcons. But again, like the Vikings, I think any quarterback is going to have a good day against the Falcons defense. I think both these offenses are pretty good. It just comes to the defensive side. And I have Dallas in this one because the Dallas defense actually showed something against the Chargers last week. They're strong. And I have hope that they're not going to be like the Cowboys of the past. 
Yep. I'm, I'm hoping. I, I think it's a reasonable hope, too, because Prescott's been playing really well, um, or at least he was playing well in week one, and I think he's going to play well again in week three and for the rest of the season. Definitely. All right, y'all. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, consider subscribing it, leaving a review on iTunes, and we will be putting out our week three recap next week sometime around Tuesday or Wednesday, our usual window. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you all next time. See ya.